Welcome to the Intentional Coach Podcast, where we bring you the heart and soul in sports. With your hosts, Brad Perry and Tanner Perry. Now, from the backwoods of East Tennessee, two knuckleheads to help you navigate the field, the mat, the court, and the track. Hey, welcome to the Intentional Coach Podcast. This is uh, Brad Perry. I'm here with Coach T, and we are really excited about this episode. Uh, Today we're talking about tribes and mentors, so we've titled this episode, Who's in Your Tribe? Coach T, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you? I am doing good. I'm doing good. So you got a tribe? Um, I like to think that I do. Yeah, we were having a conversation right before I clicked record on this. I'm not very good at this one. Um, I I feel like I have my tribe, but most of the time I get sidetracked and too busy and uh, too lazy at times to to keep in touch and to actually. Um, now I, you know when I have problems, I will go and I'll ask questions and I'll you know I'll be a part of that. But most of the time I'm I get unintentional. Yeah, a bit. <laughs> so so exactly why we titled this podcast The Intentional Coach. I think this is one of the most important episodes we'll do. Um, and I think it's one where coaches really um, sometimes are unintentional and miss the boat and they don't get the full impact uh, of having a tribe around them because they're not intentional with putting it together. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so as I talk about a tribe and, and a group and a pack around me, uh, one of the things I, I want to make sure that I do is be intentional about it and, and select people, number one, that I'm compatible with. I, I like to be around. You don't want to hang out with somebody you don't like to hang out with. Uh, but also people who can benefit me and people I can benefit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when we talk about uh, that pack that surrounds you or that tribe, um, a couple questions you just want to ask is who are you learning from? I'm sometimes very unintentional as well, but mm-hmm. um, biblical example of Barnabas, Paul, and Timothy. Barnabas went and got Paul, actually took him on the first missionary journey. We don't think about it that, that way a lot, but poured into the Apostle Paul, and then Paul poured into Timothy as well as Titus and right. many others. But there was that relationship of, of the Apostle Paul had somebody who was pouring into him, and then he had somebody that he was pouring into. Now, why is that so important? I mean, I mean, let's just think about just the common sense of being, especially a head coach. Mm-hmm. How many people are against you when you're the head coach? Uh, it feels like the world. Yeah, it always does, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It, you know, you sometimes you, at least you got to be protective because every parent wants playing time for the kids. They don't mean to have those. Uh, bias but they they do they're going to yeah it's just it's, natural. it's expected um you know coaches a lot of times are we're competitive mm-hmm. so we look at other coaches as sometimes the competition not just the competition as the competition so relationally it's really hard as a coach uh to to surround yourself naturally and just unintentionally with people who are going to pour into you and the, also those people that you're going to really pour into um, and because that isn't natural, a lot of times you just feel like you're on an island. Mm-hmm. You feel like you're by yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and we weren't made to be that way. 
you know, in the garden when God looked down at man, he said, it's not good for man to be alone. Now, he created a wife, but we can take that same statement from God in any sense. It's just not good for man to be alone. We are created to be relational. Um, so as a coach, i got to be intentional uh, with those relationships, and a lot of times we're not. Go ahead. You're shaking your yeah, head and smiling. I, I didn't think about this, but, like, it, you would be surprised. You would be surprised the support you get when you ask for it. Yeah, um, but a lot of times we just we just don't we ask. We just for don't it. ask for it. Uh, we think that we are we're on this island and we have to deal with this island by ourselves. Um, but like a, a good example of um, building your tribe is like I, as as you guys some of you guys know I'm the head coach at Sullivan East Wrestling. Um, you know, we had had some some fundraising problems, some budget problems, and stuff like that. Um, and we needed to make raise money, and so I kind of just sent out a message to a bunch of supporters, um, guys that I know love wrestling at Sullivan East and who have been part of the program in the past. And man, I messaged about twelve guys, and it turned into twenty four, and it turned into thirty, and 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 it just grew. And you know, we're starting to get some things done and getting some ideas done, um, but. And like when it when it first started, it was like, oh wow, okay, I guess I'm not alone in this. Yeah, it it kind of kind of put things in perspective and and said, hey, if you ask for help, you know, it'll come most it, of the time. It'll come, yeah. And and that's that's one aspect of your tribe mm-hmm. or your pack, but that's more of the support. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's go a step deeper into those people who are in that. In, you know, we all have circles of influence. Mm-hmm. I know, and as people get closer, the the circle numerically gets smaller uh and and what we're talking about with with surrounding yourself with a tribe is being intentional intentional about who's in that most Mm -hmm. inner circle uh those inner couple of rings and and really building those relationships where you help other people be the best version of themselves right and they help you be the best version that you can be. Right. Um, so we have that support, which is probably a third or fourth ring. Uh, but as we circle in and we begin to say, okay, who who is this really, this tight, we're going to war mm-hmm. um, kind of group. And, and for me, I look at it, I, mean, I heard it put this way, that every man needs – uh, three P's in his life. He needs a professor, somebody's teaching him. He needs a peer, somebody who's learning with him, and he needs a pupil, somebody that he's teaching. Uh, professor, peer, and a pupil. Um, I, I had another guy that kind of mentored me along the way, and he he would say that everybody needs a coach, a mentor, a friend, and, and then a student. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of that idea of, hey, uh, as a coach, I know the importance of a coach. And as a coach, I need a coach. Yeah. Um, you know, we don't think about that a lot of times, especially when we're the head coach. It's like, I'm the head coach, but we're still – We still we don't have be, all the answers. We still got to be coachable. Yeah. Uh, so having that older, wiser – and it doesn't necessarily mean age old, but somebody who kind of fills some holes in your coaching game. Uh, and then having that peer or that mentor that you can lean on 
Um, who are you calling when things go bad? Yeah. What do you that, what What are you doing right now? How are you getting through this kind of deal? Yeah, and not necessarily. Hey, they can fix it. If I get thrown in jail, they're gonna bail me out. Mm-hmm. But who's gonna listen? Mm-hmm. Who Who's gonna be supportive? Who's gonna understand? Mm-hmm. Uh, who's gonna ask hard questions and say hard things, and not just not just fix stuff? But mm-hmm. who's gonna be there? So that kind of runs into that mentor friend or in the three P model that peer that who who's growing with you and then I, I think as we've come up we've had people pour into us there's a responsibility that we pour into other people and a lot of times as a coach the first thing we say is well we've got our team I'm pouring into my team those are my pupils that's not what I'm talking about I'm talking about that younger coach that's coming in mm-hmm. or that that guy who wants or gal who wants to be a coach Mm -hmm. and leading them not just in athletics not just in um in career but in life who am i pouring into um you know i i would say that as a coach uh one of the areas that i've coached in more than than athletics has probably been marriage because i've been married to a very gorgeous woman for Mm -hmm over 30 years and we have a great relationship and that's one of those areas where i've tried to to be a professor uh, or a mentor and try to help uh younger couples and especially younger men be good husbands and and support their wives so you know a lot of times as a coach we just automatically go well these are my athletes these are the ones that i'm pouring into uh you're coaching them yes absolutely you got to be intentional with that but we're looking at you're surrounding yourself with like-minded, like-age people that are you're, you're going to make each other better. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I like that 3P model, professor, a peer, and a pupil, uh, and just intentionally picking those people out. And it could be more than one of each one of them. Um, but but who who is your, what's the saying, ride or die? Yeah, who's your ride or die? Who's your ride or die yeah group of people um and and also from like to like an athletic perspective like people don't realize how how much teaching something ingrains it in your head so like for example if you're teaching a technique and then you get that athlete to do the technique learn the technique and then you get them to teach the technique it develops a deeper understanding of you know what they're doing what what do i have to do to get through this movement or what do i have to do to execute this tackle or to make this shot or do, you know whatever but but you know i know as like when i started coaching my the level of you know what i knew about wrestling just skyrocketed like it just went way up yeah any anytime anytime you teach something you've learned it usually three times yeah because uh, you, you got to know what to teach it. Mm-hmm. And then usually there's a preparation stage where you kind of learn it in more detail. Mm-hmm. And then you're learning it as you're teaching it. And then you're learning it again as you're correcting the mistakes of the people that you taught it to. Yeah. And then if I can turn that over and let them do it with me, you know, it just is continually going on and on and on. So from an intentional coach standpoint of having a pack, when we're sharing life together, we're continually learning how to do it better because we're pouring into one another's lives. Yeah. So what do you look for? Uh, compatibility. 
Um, I, I think, you know, and this is just my own personal opinion, I think gender is really important because men and women are different. Mm-hmm. And some things that, you know, as, as men, we talk about and understand, we understand differently than a woman does because our perspectives on it are different. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some things that I would feel comfortable talking to men about that I wouldn't feel as comfortable talking to women about. Um, but the honest truth is most women, not all, and I hate to generalize that, but most women talk more than men do yes. in a sense. They open up. Um, we tend not very to good at that. So sometimes <laughs> shut down. <laughs> um, but I think gender is important. Compatibility is important. Um, I think a willingness to, to sacrifice on behalf of one another mm-hmm. is important. You know, if you go back to that Barnabas, Paul, Timothy model in the Bible, um, Barnabas sacrificed possibly his reputation by taking Paul uh, to the apostles in a, in a council and standing up for him. Now, Paul wasn't a very nice guy before. Nobody really liked him. Um, so, uh, you know, he was he was doing bad things. Um, so, so there's a sacrifice on on that both sides of that, uh, and then just being intentional. I think this is where we fall. Mm-hmm. You know, we we just let things go, and we're not intentional about following up and spending time together and sharing and texting each other. And sometimes well, it's think, not a lot; it's just do something. Yeah, I think the hard thing sometimes is like, is like, well, at least for me, like I'm I'm. I start being intentional in a different way. And so the way that I was being intentional kind of takes a back, back seat for a minute, <laughs> gets sidetracked. And so it's hard to put, you know, all of them together. Does that make sense? No. No? Okay. So <laughs> if if we're talking about being intentional in – okay, so for me I wear a lot of different hats. Right. So you're talking about getting things mixed up and you get you get really fired up on one end. Yes. One project or one task or yes. one of upcoming event and then other things. So so I think this is where intentionality really comes into play and I think everybody has to have their own organizational system. Uh for me because I'm a dinosaur, I still use paper and pen and carry around a day planner, but I just write in in my weekly schedule. Hey, I got to shoot a text to Robert and Stacy and Bill and Evan and you know, I just I schedule that intentional ride or die time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it may not be much, you know, it may just be shooting out a text, hey, I was thinking about you brother, I hope you're doing okay, but um, I got to be intentional about keeping those relationships going and intentional about trying to get some time where where quality conversation and, and relational back and forth can happen. Yeah. Uh, but I think that's a lot of it is, is, you know, I'm working on this big project man. I just don't have a whole lot of time this week. Well, it only takes 30 to 45 seconds to send out a text, mm-hmm. um, it, it, you know, and, and just keep, keep the conversation ongoing, keep, keep the communication lines open, keep the relationship moving uh, and don't just drop it off because what happens if you if I just drop this thing off and I come back to it six months later, it, it's not the same. Yeah. So, you know, I think it's just being intentional. And that's hard. I mean, it, it's it's tasks that you just, you know, you got to do and you got to be intentional about. You got to, you know, 
Just be honest. Nobody, nobody said this thing was easy. No, no, no. I mean, I mean, there's a lot of false, uh, in my opinion, anyway, false teaching about hey, you know, you come to Jesus and everything gets easy. Uh, no. I just don't see that. Um, in the end, everything's better, but it doesn't mean everything's easy. Um, and I think this is one of those things where it's not easy, but most things worthwhile. Well, aren't I easy. I think, yeah, I think we 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 fall in love with that idea of oh things get easy, like in sports, like you want to dominate, right? You want to have an easy game. You want to have an easy where you're up sixty to nothing, or you know what I mean. I, and yeah, I have that same same issue with like I'm a fighter. Like I want to finish it in thirty seconds. <laughs> like that's what I want. I want it to be easy. I want to be able to dominate. I want. I don't. Want Once we talk about it. though, are those battles? Those oh man, yeah. we went through this. You know, it, oh, you know, yeah. Uh, we have to learn to fall in love with those, like, hard moments. Like, those times where you're just beaten down and you're bloody. And you, you, you still, you... Don't know how you're going to make it through. You, but you have to get back up and, and take a step forward and keep moving forward. Yeah, and this is one of those things, if you can do it on the front end, it's not easy. But it makes those battles easier because you're going through those battles with somebody. Mm-hmm. When, when you hit, in life, when you hit a roadblock or a pothole or just a train wreck, you're, you're not in all of that mess by yourself because you've intentionally surrounded yourself with a tribe who's there to support, encourage, help, uh, and be a part of your mess. And you're a part of their mess. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not just for me. It's it's me pouring into their lives too. So, yeah, it's not easy. Um, but, you know, really nothing worthwhile in life is easy. Kind of ties uh, into another. He ties into episode. another episode. So, hey, you know, in this thing, and a lot of these, a lot of these episodes go together. Leaders are learners. Who am I learning from? That pulls right into this yeah. tribe idea. Every uh, professor. Yeah, who's your professor, and who am I teaching? Because if I'm leading, I'm I'm pouring into somebody. Somebody's following me. So who's your pupil, mm-hmm. uh, and who you traveling with? So we just want to encourage you this week. Um, again, uh, pull out a notebook or a piece of paper. Um, start writing some of those names down. Uh, ask those questions. Mm-hmm. You know, who's your professor? Who's your peer? Who's your pupil? Who are you pouring into? How are you pouring into them? How much time are you putting into those relationships that mean so much to you and those relationships that um, are built and structured in such a way that you mean that much to someone else? Mm-hmm. Um, it's not easy. You have to be intentional with it. But when you do it, you know you know some you're, you're never on an island mm-hmm. and, and that's that's worth the work so uh get out that uh, piece of paper and that pen and and start answering some of those questions look around surround yourself with people who can pour in even have conversations hey i, I just want you to contact me once a week um you know i, I want to spend five minutes with you once a week or or twice a month or something like that I like I like that saying uh, like you don't have to surround your you don't have to be the smartest man in the world but you surround yourself with people smarter than you. Yeah, like yeah. The There's great a, great leaders surround themselves with a team that is better than them. Yeah, fill your holes. Mm-hmm. Um, I I saw a quote the other day. It says I don't have a whole lot of friends, but the ones I have are a whole lot. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and that, and that's the other thing is you surround yourself with people uh, that fill your holes people that have your back 
you have their back, you fill their holes, um, and, and then you're not on that island. Because coaching is tough. Uh, parenting is tough. Being a husband's tough. You know, sometimes life is just tough. tough. Uh, it's a whole lot easier when you're not doing it by yourself. Number one relationship, to not do life by yourself, uh, is a growing relationship with Jesus Christ. Uh, and he surrounded himself with people. Uh, and he told his people to surround themselves with people. Uh, so I think it's something that uh, is God-ordained. Build that pack. Surround yourself and be a part of a tribe that can make you a better person. And by you being a better person, um, you make the world a better place. Hey, from uh, Coach Perry and Coach T, glad you joined us for this episode. We'll uh, see you again next week uh, here uh, where we will be hitting up. Um, we got several on on the docket. I know we're going to talk right. about work ethic uh, pretty soon, uh, expectations, filling the gap. Uh, are some of these episodes coming up so we're excited about this we hope you are too we hope it's helpful uh, if you want to you can reach out to us by email bperry at fca.org tperry at fca.org uh, and you can join our team by going to fca.org hit that donate tab uh, and just search for one of our names brad perry or tanner perry mm-hmm. uh, become a uh, a partner with the, the ministry of fca in kingsport and sullivan county Thank you guys for joining us. We hope you have a great week. So you wouldn't want to be you. Thank you for listening to the Intentional Coach Podcast, the place you can come every week to find your heart and soul in sports.